I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Together, a pop culture academic symposium. That's right. We're the pop culture professors, smart people, dumb, dumb topics. topics. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We are actual, literal college professors. I actually just attended yet another virtual graduation ceremony. How many are there, Lauren? I don't know, but I'm starting to get concerned about what's going to happen to my social life when graduation season ends. <laughs> That's what it's hinging on. That is that is my social life right now. It's sitting in my closet talking to you and attending virtual graduation ceremonies. That's my life. That seems full to me. It does. Thank you. Thank you. I was looking for that validation. Um, thank you so much. Uh Caitlin, are you still using the hamper as your in-home studio? Yes, we still have a hamper okay. desk going on. 
Um, I actually even today contemplated, do I need to buy a little desk for this bedroom? And you said, why? Why, <laughs> why reach for the stars when you already have the moon? Right. I already have the hamper. I already have the backstory for all of the wonderful scripts I'm going to write on mm-hmm. this hamper. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't want, I just want the actress who plays me in the movie of my life to understand the motivation now. And 100%. I think getting a Wayfair desk at this point would yeah. confuse her. Who is going to play you? Have they decided yet? Well, no, she's only like five right now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, some <laughs> things are predestined. Soon. Some things are predestined. <laughs> Oh, she's doing great work. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> obviously. Like, okay. It's more like Welch's grape juice commercials and stuff like that. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Well, other than your hamper, Caitlin, what are you standing this week? So this week I am standing something that's really been getting me through shelter in place mm-hmm. the whole time. And that is the brand LaCroix <laughs> and the Celta waters that they bring to my life. Mm-hmm. Specifically, the new flavor limoncello. You know, They could have rested on their laurels of Key Lime, Tangerine, the hits. And a lot of people aren't innovating right now. And I understand why. We all need to not put pressure on ourselves. But LaCroix, Mm -hmm. they put out Limoncello. I I can't believe. I can't. I I stand. I stand. (laughs) Wow. I'm... I'm so happy that Limoncello is, like, continuing to uh, just really take care of you during these dark times. I'm... Yeah. How about you? Well, you know, I recently found out you could sign up for apple tv for a week for free and then cancel it so (laughs) i have been watching everything that apple tv has to offer in the past week and i fell in love with the tv show home before dark which is about a nine-year-old reporter okay okay and that's unusual and you think it's gonna be cheesy it's not this nine-year-old is doing some of the best acting on television <laughs> i truly I'm okay we'll consider her for my movie she mm-hmm. seems a little old but she's a little old but i think she's such a good actor we'll believe she's younger because she's really wow. quite good and she's very small um it's her name is Brooke- <laughs> i'm looking for someone small i want to start the rumor i was a very small person yeah her name is brooklyn prince she's very good yep. and her okay, dad well. is played by um jim sturgis who's just really hot and fun to look at so i've been Love watching that. a lot of Home Before Dark. I finished the whole series in one night. I'll be honest. I got a free year of Apple TV because it came with my computer that I paid $1,300 for after famously spilling a coffee all over my last one. Wow. Free Apple TV for $1,300 is a really good deal. <laughs> it's a really great deal. It's a guys. great deal. It's, it's free after the first $1,300. Wow. You know what else is free? Leaving us a five-star review. That's another thing Thank you can you. do for free. And Mike DeFrancisco, friend of the show, friend of humanity, you know, he left us just the kindest review I've read yet, I think. And he didn't I think so. It is a banger. It's a banger. And he didn't have to do that because he already designs all of the artwork for the show. And yet he went a step above and beyond and wrote he this. He gave back. He said, I have laughed out loud during many of the episodes. I have passionately agreed with many points the hosts have made throughout the series so far. He's open to disagreeing with mm-hmm, us, you mm-hmm. can see, and I like that. I have never more passionately identified with any of their topics more so than the recent episode about teenage crushes, wherein Caitlin reports on the rise and fall of Justin Timberlake as the heartthrob of our generation. When she says, I would like him if I hadn't loved him, I learned something new about myself. <laughs> Thank you, pop culture professors Caitlin and Lauren, for keeping me educated and entertained. Five stars. Mike DeFrancisco, thank you so much. 
We appreciate the feedback uh, and we encourage everyone, let us know. And you know what? You don't have to just do it on iTunes. You can also email us. We stand social at gmail.com. Let us know what you're thinking, folks. Um, You know who I always want to know what they're thinking? Uh, Tell me. That was a really complicated. I could not have made that sentence structure more convoluted if I had tried. But what is not convoluted is my love for our guest today. And that Mm -hmm. is Michael Hartney. Yay. Hi. Welcome. Ladies, thank you for having me. I stand y'all. Now tell us about your studio setup. Mm -hmm. My studio setup is I'm sitting at a table (gasps) in my kitchen in my house in Highland Lakes, New Jersey. Oh. And next to me is a basket in which we keep our dry snacks and bags of beans. Um, well, I also have my dry snacks with me, but they're my dry snacks are above me on a shelf. Wow. I mean, truly, you got to take a picture of this, Lauren, because the listeners at home need to know that you do look like you're in some sort of hostage situation. <laughs> yes. And it whereas Hardy has snacks bananas. because he's in a kitchen, <laughs> you are in a clothing closet. <laughs> I realize. Like, I know the world is ending, but you look like the world has ended. <laughs> probably should have kept the snack thing as just a thing I knew. I didn't probably need to say that out loud. I just got excited. Like, we're, we're all volunteering all information. <laughs> I was just like, oh, connection. Um, amazing. Well, today's theme is totally different yes. than anything we've ever approached before. Because today's theme is Superman. Mm. Oh, my God. I cannot believe we're doing a Superman-themed episode because it really is unlike any episode of We Stand, although I do stand Superman. That's the thing. It's the straightest thing about me by a mile. We truly have flattered many many of our guests by calling them guest professors. Mm -hmm. Um, That was a joke. Now, this episode, we are finally having a guest professor. Michael is going to take the helm of giving us a thesis we, later, and we can't wait. We are the students today. like, and, 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 and this is, for any educators out there listening to the podcast, you'll understand when I say we have to be students for a lifetime. Absolutely. We can't stop learning because when we stop learning, we stop being able to be innovators in the classroom. Right. So this is us re-upping um, our credentials. So, you know, we always like to start the show letting you know that you're in safe hands. But Caitlin and I need to admit our credentials today are weak. Yeah. Well, they're credentials to be a student, in which case they're great. Yes. So my credential is that I have seen Superman 2 on TBS multiple times in the 90s. Uh, it was on a lot. Mm-hmm. Um it took me a while to figure out which of the movies I had seen. I had to Google Superman Three Bad Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember Gene Hackman in it. I love Gene Hackman. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I enjoyed it, I guess. I never saw the one that came before it or after it. Yeah. Wow. I think <laughs> wow. I think my credentials are, I vaguely remember watching L- Lois and Clark. What was the 90s TV show? You got yeah, it. Yeah, Lois, and, Lois Clark. and Clark, the new adventures of Superman. Yeah, I remember watching... Terry Hatcher, and I remember Dean Kane. I remember thinking he was cool because he had dated Brenda Walsh on 90210. Like, th- I remember that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I Yeah, know. I I thought both of your point 
points of entry would have been the 90s show, Lois and Clark. We actually discussed that. I would think. We discussed that it would have made sense for us to even be big fans of that show, but we don't know it. So, Michael, Shocked. perhaps you have more credits to speak on this issue? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, <laughs> I have seen all four of the original Superman wow. movies. Uh, I've watched, of course, all four seasons of Lois and Clark and do own them on DVD for okay. sure. Uh, I own every comic book called Superman uh, published from like 1958. <gasps> wow. So I I know my stuff. Yeah. I wrote a I wrote a one man show <laughs> about my love of Superman called So I Like Superman. <laughs> It was the name of my blog that was, <laughs> frankly, a big deal in 2005 and 6. <laughs> um, I'm as angry as anyone could possibly be about the Zack Snyder iteration of Superman and the more contemporary films. Mm-hmm. Um, I totally make fun of people who are mad about Star Wars, but boy, oh boy, do I get mad about Superman. What what was it that first like what first drew you to Superman? Like how do you become someone that's just like Superman is I'm I'm standing Superman? So I was one of those like I think I had the terrible twos when I was mm-hmm. a kid. Very curious, very energetic, constantly needing attention, constantly needing information. Um and I think my parents tried a lot of stuff to try to get me to calm down (laughs) and it never worked one single time until they plopped me down in front of a television set to watch the first superman film which is called superman the movie directed in 1978 by richard donner i probably saw it in 82 i think it was on abc so it was like a three hour long like super edit of the movie Mm. And my parents told me that I simply sat dumbfounded, mouth agape <laughs> for three hours and didn't say one word. Wow. Which was atypical for me at the time. So Superman was like your super nanny. He was. So so the second that happened, of course, my mother's like, okay, cool. <laughs> Superman is the thing. I'm going to run out and buy a lot of Superman comic books. He can look at these images because, of course, in 1982, this is what people don't understand. If you liked a movie, tough. You couldn't watch it again yeah. until it was on again. Yeah. Oh can you God. imagine yes. what a what a horrifying world? I mean, maybe it was better then. I don't know. But like now, kids, if they like Moana, they watch Moana 600 yeah. times. Until they are off book. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. Like, I remember, maybe I've mentioned this on the pod before, but I remember getting in an argument with my friend about whether uh, Anna Paquin was in She's All That. Oh, yeah. Like, whether I had remembered that correctly. We'll never know. There's no way to fact check it. We'll never know until it's on again. There's no device on our phone to look it up. There's, uh, yeah, we'll just have to pay attention to the credits. I have always said in my classroom, I can tell how old someone is because you can, you, there is a vibe of someone who's never gone to a video store to find out that their movie was already rented. And you can just tell from a mile away. You've never experienced that heartbreak. 
that was a rough feeling, right? Because you'd still you'd see the, the yeah. cover of the movie, but you wouldn't see the heft of the white cassette mm-hmm. behind the box. Yes, yeah. yeah, it was a real mind fuck, and it was that was a was, mind fuck. That is it was a such weird a weird way, way to display things, and it was so weird because, like, I don't know about y'all, but like sometimes it would take a lot of convincing to get that ride to the video store and mom would finally like squeeze it in or dad would like be like yeah i'm have to run here so you can run in there and you'd get that ride to the store just to be disappointed just to find out that like i don't know never ending story was already borrowed are you ladies ready for this shit <laughs> no but hit us with no it. we didn't we didn't even have a vcr what? until i was like 12 or something whoa wow that's that's late. late. That's that was so wild. And we finally we got a hand me down VCR. So it was a bad VCR. Yeah. And yeah. what is the very first thing that was taped? I can't wait. Of course, a marathon of the fifties television show, The Adventures yes, of Superman. Yes, it was. <laughs> we are in good hands today. We are with we are with a Superman amazing. expert. I can't wait because by the end of tonight. I'm going to be able to call my little brother and be like, I know the difference between Superman and Batman now. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am alarmed don't that you don't him. currently. No, know I know that Batman's parents died. I know that's the difference. Superman's parents okay, died. Okay, I guess I didn't. I did not. I actually did not know that. Oh, boy. Lauren. <laughs> oh, gosh. We're going to have to coach you. We're going to have to do a live coach of this wow. uh, phone call with your brother so that your brother's impressed. You know, I think that yes, we please. should play a game. I'm excited. All right. So the first game, it, you know, it's a thought experiment. There's no right or wrong. It's called Real Housewives of Metropolis. <laughs> this is going to help us understand what Superman's all about and probably, you know, our listeners as well. Um, I'm going to give you a Real Housewife of New York and you're going to tell me, Michael, how will they fit into the Superman comic universe, be it a villain um an ally a mo- a monster you know you tell me so let's just start out with the the biggest one bethany bethany wow um i think that bethany would be in metropolis she would end up being one of those um not catwoman but like a like a a he- like a good guy who also commits crimes mm. So, like, someone who will rob a bank, but they will give it to people who need that money. Oh, okay. So, Superman will clash yes. with her, but also they will. They've definitely kissed. <gasps> okay. Superman has been like, oh, come yeah. on. Uh, but oh, wow. she's definitely kissed his face. <laughs> and he's like, I don't want to take you to jail. You've just. You're, you're, wow. I actually want to, like, pick your brain a little mm. bit. But. You also caused this train to derail. And, and that's complicated. I've got to call you to the Who's Go. All right. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That's amazing character. How about Sonia Morgan? Sonia Morgan would be like a one issue sad oh, character. No. <laughs> and Superman would be rescuing Sonia's daughter from Sonia. Oh, my God. That's I that, know that's wow. rough, but that's okay. my take. It'd be wow. like a, a like a, a a very special issue of Superman. Okay. Wow. Wow. Okay. About the dangers of rich women mistreating their children. 
uh, that's a lot of Porter Houses is about. Yeah. So. All right, Jill Zarin. Jill Zarin. Jill Zarin would be like the colorful witness to the <gasps> fabric store crime that happened. Yes. So like maybe the prankster who's like one of Superman's villains would do something where like a giant thing made of like cheetah print like took over the city, but it all came from fabric from Zarin's fabric store. <laughs> And so there'd be like a half page or something of Jill being like, and then it just, it came right off the shelf. And then it just, you know, very, very true. Wow. That's an- the, the Whoever was that. drawing that issue would get to have a little fun with exaggerating her feet. Wow. I, that mm-hmm. would pull me in. That would pull me in. I'd be hooked. <laughs> I love The Witness. Did I get a spinoff? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see four more issues of this damn witness. <laughs> just make bad stuff happen to her and she can talk about it just describe it all right ramona singer she would be a six issue arc fucking super villain yeah that seems right so not only would she be like very powerful and shrewd mm-hmm. but also would have manic <laughs> like unpredictable episodes that would shake Superman to his core <laughs> and make him sad for uh, <laughs> And in that way, Superman is all of wow. us. And in that way, Superman is all of us. And I think that's part of his appeal, part of the allure. Okay. Um, and finally, oh, someone boy. who is already a comic book, oh, boy. Countess Luanne <laughs> Deliceps, D'Agostino Deliceps. I think that she would be a, uh, you know, a uh, uh, famous, like, what are they called when they're celebrities for no reason? Why can't I think of the word? Cameo? Oh, a social. Oh. So she oh. would, of course. Um, celebrities for no reason. And you said cameo? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's what she said. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> so she would be like, the socialite that asked Superman to help her, mm. and Superman would, and then in the course of, you know, recovering her husband, her missing husband, or finding the jewels that were stolen from her, he would find out all of the horrible things about this terrible, terrible woman. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and he would still help her, but the lesson learned would be, you know, I help everyone, mm. even people uh, like Wow. Her. Wow. Wow. Well, thank you. That is the real housewives of Metropolis. <laughs> if someone doesn't illustrate that immediately, I'll be really sad. My favorite character is Jill Zarin, the witness to a fabric and her, crime. her spinoff, Can I Get a Witness? Can't uh. wait. <laughs> I, it's already been greenlit. I just want to see the words fabric, fabric, fabric in that like cow yes. font. Hell yeah. Hell fucking yeah. Oh yeah, a letterer would go hog wild with that Oh shit. my God, so fun. Well, we got something else to go hog wild on. We got some rapid fire questions from you. We want yes. to pick your okay. brain, get your first impulse response uh, about a series of different things, all about Superman. You ready for this? 
I hope we're so. Coming in hot, we're coming in hard. And the first question is, best Superman actor? Christopher. Mm, okay. Most controversial Superman opinion that you have? What is my most controversial Superman opinion? Oh, my God. That's a... Oh, boy. I better come up with something real quick. Um, I guess that All-Star Superman is a comic book mm-hmm. series that is widely regarded to be the greatest Superman story ever told, and I personally think it's the second greatest. <gasps> Whoa. Whoa. Controversial. Okay. Coming in hot. Oh, All I right. also like Superman Returns. I think that is actually a controversial. Opinion. Okay. Okay. Wow. Directed wow. by Brian Singer, so problematic right off the bat, but I think mm. it's a good movie. Okay. Okay. Comic books or movies? Comic books. Okay. Worst Superman thing that's ever happened or existed? Uh, I think the worst Superman thing that's ever existed is Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice or the last hour of Man of Steel. Okay. 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 What's your most treasured Superman belonging? Um, Probably... I I have so when I was a kid, um, super. There's an issue mm-hmm. of Superman number three hundred eighty three, where oh uh, Superman befriends a young blonde boy named Mickey, mm-hmm. very similar to my name. Turns out, mm-hmm. sure. Um, and and he wore a Superman costume, and did like Superman things, um, pretended to be Superman. And then it was revealed that he, in fact, has telekinesis. Um, so on the cover, it's this big, beautiful cover um, drawn by the maestro Gil Kane. Google Gil Kane. <laughs> um, and it has Superman flying. And it says, this looks like a job <gasps> for. And then at the bottom, it's a blonde boy like opening his shirt to reveal oh, all wow. Superman S. And it said, this kid. Oh, <gasps> nice. So I thought of that as mm-hmm. me. And, you know, when you're a kid, like your comic books, you just tear them to shreds. Like they just, whatever. They just, <laughs> they're gone and unrecognizable. But um, I found a good copy of it. That's probably like the comic book I remember most uh, from when I was a really, really little kid. So I think that. Nice. And our last quick hit question, does Batman suck? I mean, it would be fun for like sportsmanship to say that. But no, Batman does not suck. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. You have answered our quick hit questions on Superman. I, I feel like I'm learning about it. I feel like I get a I better do. sense of what I do. Really? I <laughs> I might be tempted to like sit and watch a whole Superman movie after <gasps> this. Oh. Superman the movie is a beautiful film. I'm not Hitting, I truly like it is well. A, it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Film. Wow! But like everyone should see it. There's something for everyone. Truly, you ladies will fall in love with Margot Kidder and how great she is in this movie. Wow! She is. Now, what else has she done besides Supercracker? Jack. She was in Bl- Black Christmas. <laughs> I think. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's, <laughs> she was definitely in like late 70s horror. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Certainly gotcha. 
by far and away her greatest achievement Superman. is the Superman films. Um, she's in all four, but she's only in a little tiny bit of three. And frankly, three could have used more. Okay. Of it. Okay. All right. All right. There we go. Sure. Well. I love it. I'm gonna we're gonna take a break now so I can Google her a little bit more and then we'll be right back. Ooh, and we are back and my thumb is tired from scrolling through Margaret Margot Kidder's uh, IMDb page. <laughs> she actually has 137 IMDb credits and she's like still very active. So She's dead. She's been, she just did a movie called Puppy Swap Love <laughs> Unleashed. She passed away in. <laughs> Wait, Lauren? Lauren, are you hearing Marty? Wait, said? No, but she just had a movie come out. Posthumously. <laughs> Tupac just had an album come out. He must still be amongst us. <laughs> this is. This <laughs> <laughs> This is why I'm the student today. I'm. They just re-released <laughs> Wizard of Oz on 4K. Judy Garland must be still oh, tapping yeah. down the yellow damn brick road. Uh, you were so confident. Like, she's still very active. She passed away. <laughs> we did lose her. <laughs> apparently. Oh, my God. Apparently. I never got to the point where I really understand uh, things like this. This is, I'm having flashbacks. This is like when I thought, this is like when I thought Luke Perry could win best looking man alive, but he wasn't alive anymore. I don't understand how. Oh, it is very similar. I don't know what's broken in my brain. (laughs) Well, it's similar that you do not accept death as a concept. Thank you. (laughs) I refuse death as a concept. It's very Buddhist or something. I'm a Buddhist. That's what it is. Wow. Okay. I'm, I wasn't embarrassed about being in my closet. I'm certainly embarrassed now. Okay, this is fun. Please, I couldn't name a single other one of her credits. So, and I'm the Superman expert. So, don't worry. About <laughs> well, ha- having passed away was well, the credit. Now we can all go home tonight and watch Puppy oh Swap Love Unleashed. Came out. It that sounds sound adorable, good. and I'm gonna look for it. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to slink further and deeper into my closet now. And, uh, oh, I think it's good that we're going to turn it over to Michael for our first ever guest thesis. All right. This is major. This is going to cause controversy. Um, my God. If people treated, if people felt about Superman Mm -hmm. on a global scale the way they feel about jesus this would be a better world (laughs) okay all right all right right. i'm not i'm not saying i would necessarily worship superman Mm -hmm. but he is certainly more fun to visualize (laughs) as a, a an ideal to aspire to okay than Jesus, who unfortunately his words have been twisted and uh, misconstrued and luckily Superman still going on. So there's a current record of what Superman's deal is. Okay, that was kind of going to be my question. Like, do you mean if 
if if we took as real that a, a man named Superman lived two thousand years mm-hmm. ago, then that started a religion. Versus, mm-hmm. we know that it's comic books and movies, but we treat those like religious tomes. Um, no, I'm not saying like what if an actual <laughs> man from Krypton was rocketed here in three BC. <laughs> okay, but what if? But I mean, what, what if? if? No, I'm not okay. saying that. What I'm saying is, if like the cons, Jesus of mm-hmm. Nazareth, fine, exist, fine. What I'm saying is, if, if he didn't catch on okay. and Christianity didn't like take, mm-hmm. right? And instead, in 1938, at the height of the Great Depression, people uh, not knowing who else to turn to opened Action Comics number one and saw this fictional character and went. Oh, I should be more like this. We would live in a better world. So it needs to okay. be more widespread. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, oh, however many Christians there are, what if that many people were just huge super <laughs> Okay. Fans? Okay. Cuz I was going to ask cuz my cuz my follow-up question was going to be, I feel like I have known people who don't have like a strong connection to religion but do have a strong connection to like comic book heroes. And it sort of gives them, you know, it's sort of like, you know, a supplemental relationship. Uh, but it's just, but it's not on the same scale right. is what you're saying. No, not yeah. nearly on the same scale. And could be right. and should be. Because and truly, the there wouldn't be like mega Superman church people stealing money. All of the problems mm-hmm. that religion creates would not be, mm-hmm. would not exist if what we valued was the ideals of Superman. which are what exactly because i don't know that i'm i don't think i'm familiar enough with his credo well i just he well a he uh leads by example okay. not by force he accepts everyone unconditionally okay that's a good one uh he tries very very hard not to kill mm. uh some would say he that. never kills and that he's against kill he's certainly against killing but famously has killed people when his back is against the wall in like unfathomable situations. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and he's not judgmental. Okay. And a lot of people say like, oh, these stories are boring because he is too powerful. But his greatest weakness, people think it's kryptonite and it's not. <laughs> His greatest Why weakness it? is that he wants to save everybody, and he can't. Oh, <sighs> wow. wow, wow! So, what's compelling about Superman to mm-hmm. me is his humanity. Okay. So when they do all these stories about Superman in space hanging out with aliens, I'm like, you guys don't get it. You don't get it. We want him here on Earth so that we juxtapose. The possible with the impossible. Thank you so much. Wow. Wow. If it's okay. all a bunch of impossible, who cares? Fair. Yeah. I totally agree. Now, does it have, does religion inherently have a problem where, you know, if your dad and mom are telling you it's true, you, you know, it, it, it starts to mutate, it starts to be something else. So what if your parents are like raising mm-hmm. you Superman? And then they're like, in this house, we are mm-hmm. Superman. We're doing, we're watching Superman movie every Sunday morning. Uh, I guess I'm saying like, 
can it be warped by the people that follow it, even if it's not what the the ur text mm-hmm. uh, says? I think what's great about Superman is that there's so much ur text. Like it, it, there's not just one ancient document that we've imposed our own meaning right. on. Like the story continues. It evolves. It, it evolves based on what's happening in the world. So we have, you know, 80 some years of pretty badass Superman sure. stories uh, to go off of. So like if you're if you if your parents raised you mm-hmm. Superman <laughs> and you're not into Superman too, yeah. what if you find some comfort in the four issue prestige format miniseries superman secret identity okay so question to you though <laughs> and i ask this because you are a talented writer director you, you got all the skills so let's say i don't know who owns the rights to superman but whatever studio does uh dc okay. comics warner Brothers. so they hear this podcast and they're like oh my gosh they're having a feel they're, they're like day. he's right superman could be the Jesus of uh, the future. They call you. They're like, Michael, we want you to helm this project. Here's a gajillion dollars. What do you think is the way to bring the masses to Superman, even more so than they already are? Like, how do you bring in the non-believers and get them following Superman? Can it be done now in 2020? Wow. Well, I think um, just in the way that, like, Iron Man, like the Marvel Studios took a superhero that truly no one cares about, including Iron Man fans, (laughs) and made a movie that everybody suddenly liked Iron Man. Uh, I think it starts with making a movie that actually speaks to who the character is uh, and captures the imagination of the public again. The way that Christopher Lee did in Superman. So who is wor- right? Because like, if you watched Man of Steel in 2013 and were inspired, I feel terrible for you. <laughs> who do you think it like? You actually have trash values. <laughs> wow. Oh dear. But see, that's it. It got, it's corrupted. got corrupted. It got corrupted. It got corrupted by the money changers. Okay. So who 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 out there right now could pick up the cape and fill Christopher Reeves? position like who could be the christopher reeve today is there someone out there i think what much like christopher reeve someone who was plucked out of near obscurity Mm. i mean he had been on like a soap that was basically all the credit he was a theater actor who had done a little bit of soap (laughs) just a little bit (laughs) so i'm into it um so he was an unknown Mm -hmm. So I think that Superman, the best way to like look at Superman is through an unknown. Like I think Brandon Mm. Routh was a good Superman and I think um, Henry Cavill was fine. He was given truly the worst material (laughs) an actor has ever held in their hands (laughs) other than maybe Hayden Christensen in the Star Wars prequels. But um, yeah, I think it, a synthesis of good material and a good performance from an unknown quantity would, you know, at least make other make Superman fans out of younger people. Not that that isn't happening. I mean, he certainly is the most recognized 
fictional character mm. in the world. I think it's Superman, then it's Mickey Mouse, and then it's Bugs Bunny or something like that, and then Batman. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Take that, Caped Crusader. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> yeah, I think the world... I think all of us, not even just young folks, I think just everyone wants a good Superman. Okay. Now, what about, you know, are we still going to have Christmas? Yeah. What is and Christmas? Hell yeah. Will there be a Christmas Superman is Christmas? as secular as the day is long. And I'm not saying worship Superman as a religion, because also Superman would famously mm-hmm. not, he would disavow him. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. He also did, a Superman cult did arise uh, in a storyline in Action Comics okay. Weekly. Uh, oh. There was a cult of Superman, and Superman had to kind of shut that down. Oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. He's like, I am not your god. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. He's not a leader. He leads by example. He's an exemplar. He's an exemplar. Okay. So, wow. how, like... Have you thought, like, ha- it feels like you've probably thought about this. How do you imagine the world would be different then if we were all following the book of Superman? Oh, I think we would just be uh, kinder to each other and more selfless. We would think about other people when spending our money, when voting, right. when doing anything. We would... uh do things in service of the greater good rather than the quick, easy fix that would make us happier in the moment. Wow. Wow. Sounds good. We should get this started. We'd be more honest. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? It would be nice. I can't wait to watch Superman now and then immediately just just start telling the truth all the time. Yeah. yeah, you would stop Which is lying. Gonna be huge. Uh, it's gonna. Be I huge. doubt it. You're gonna find out a lot of stuff, guys, real quick. So the weird thing with Superman is, I don't know if you know about this. He has a secret identity. So for almost eighty <laughs> years, he lied about being a different person. Right. He was Clark. Right. Clark Kent. Right. Correct. Uh, just recently, he has revealed <gasps> his secret identity to the world. Whoa. He sort of just did it and then coronavirus <gasps> hit. So we're I'm still waiting for the aftermath. Because <gasps> comic books have stopped publishing for like six weeks or something. Wow. So they've only just started up again. So I'm waiting for the new Wait. Superman to come. So how often do they come out that. usually? So comic books come out on a monthly basis for the most okay. part. And right now there are two monthly core Superman books. Superman. And Action Comics. Okay. Action Comics is the original Superman comic from June of 1938. Um, then he's also in a team-up book with Batman right now called, innovatively, Ooh. Batman Superman. Mm. Cool. Uh, and he's also a member of the Justice League, so he's in the Justice League book. Committee work. Yeah, he's doing, yeah. Um, some books from DC Comics, who is the publisher of Superman comics, come out every two weeks. Whoa. So if you're a Batman reader, you're getting Batman. I mean, it's crazy. Batman gets so much play. He's in more books and they come out more often. It's actually fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) That is, 
Now, what would a religion based on Batman look uh, like? It would look like vengeance and anger and loneliness. And that is not my jam. Yeah. Yeah. I right. read about it. I'm into Batman comics. I buy them. I like them. But I don't want to live like Batman. No. But if everybody tried to live their lives more like Superman, we'd be better off. We got I'm, it. <laughs> I'm, so wow. Or live your life like Lois. I don't know. She's pretty great, too. You're genuinely making this world sound fun what is an entry point for someone who's like not been a comic book person it's overwhelming when you hear about it right like it's been published since I 1937 i think it's even overwhelming there's certainly comic books that i don't read because i find the point of entry would be overwhelming yeah um x-men i think is like this just tangled tapestry of continuities that i could not begin <laughs> to wrap my mind around so that's why I only like <laughs> will watch the movie because it'll be like the most simplified version of the thing. Yeah. Um, so I think if you like want some entry point to Superman, certainly Superman the movie, mm -hmm. 1978, directed by Richard Donner, starring Christopher Reeve, is a great entryway. It's wow. I think almost perfect. That was a dumb question. Was that really like the that was obviously the first major motion picture they did of Superman? Had they ever done a feature length thing for television before that or a mini series? Oh boy, we could talk forever. So you remember movie serials? They were like shorts before a longer film. Yes. Yes. Um, with a cliffhanger at the end. So they'd be like 14 parts, 21 parts, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, so they did two of those for Superman, one in 1948 and one in 1950. Um, they were really low budget, and uh, it was a an actor named Kirk Allen who was like, you know, not super buff because no one in the late forties was super buff. No, no one was buff till like a few people got buff in nineteen seventy five. Like three people got buff in nineteen seventy five, and like a and we really like, lean we could do buff. it. We so could do it. They put Kirk Allen in this like what basically looks like a couch. <laughs> <laughs> like a padded suit so he looks like he's wearing furniture and because the budget was so low and the wires that they bought to like make him fly didn't work they would have him like start to take off and then it would cut to a literal cartoon of superman in black and white Whoa. flying through the sky i mean oh. god bless so, so the movie that is your favorite movie is the true like first first shot at a big Superman oh yeah that was the first big budget comic book movie ever oh so like the first wow. like big budget like blockbuster era began only three years prior with jaws that was right. the first jaws, like, summer yeah. we spend a lot of money everyone's packing into the theater to see a mm -hmm. movie so then two years later was star wars right and then one year later mm -hmm. was Superman, and they are all just like huge like tectonic shifts in movie going in fandoms in john williams themes so. yeah yeah i yeah that's why i was so i was so excited to have you on the podcast because you are such a big fan and like that's what this like that's the whole reason we started this podcast is because um, we think it's cool to be into stuff like, right. Like there's so much like shame yeah. <laughs> out there and people are always like, Oh, it's my guilty pleasure and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, why can't you just like be a fan of something? And I just love that you're such an unabashed fan of the thing yeah. that you enjoy. Yeah. I'm, I must say, uh, 
when I love something, I become a real little psycho boy about it. <laughs> you know what's funny? I'm sitting here wondering, like, why wasn't, why didn't I get into Superman? Like, I, I remember that one movie, Superman 2, being on TBS a lot. And I did love Star Wars as a kid and, like, watch those over and over again. And I remember those when they were on basic cable. It used to be on USA. And then we got them on VHS, I think. And I, I don't know. I just never was led into the Superman universe. Um, I think, you know, I sort of think we raise our little girls to not be into comic book, superhero comic books, especially ones about men. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's like immediately when we're kids, right? Like every, uh, when I was raised anyway, I mean, you know, I was born in 1980. So everything was like hyper gender. Yeah. So like, yeah, you play these sports with these boys and you look at these movies with these adventurous men and there's one woman in there and she's also kind of a boy. Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) No, it's true. Because like the way you were describing your experience seeing Superman for the first time, like I immediately was like, oh, this is my Mary Poppins. Like exactly. That's right. exactly. Yeah, actually Sound of Music for me was like the movie that my parents put me in front of and they were like, yeah. she's different now. <laughs> she's changed forever. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I was changed forever. Uh I learned to read awesome. reading Superman comics. Mm. Which meant that I also knew like very weird <laughs> specific <laughs> <Yes>. words. <laughs> Did you know how to pronounce them? I would ask my mother and sometimes she'd know. And sometimes <laughs> she'd know. Cuz I uh I uh, definitely got a lot of vocab from like Babysitter's Club that I would use poorly. Like, uh, I thought the the word was chahus. <laughs> chaos. <laughs> like, what word is that? Chahus. Well, it, it comes up constantly in those yes. books. And I would just try yeah. to use it, you know? Like, oh, this is chahus. <laughs> chahus. <laughs> Nothing you learned in spelling in first and second grade is going to prepare you for chaos. No, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I never really learned how to spell. I'm going to be just totally honest with you about that one. That's just... Maybe you can just... Yeah, maybe this is how I'll learn how to spell. I'm really excited. (laughs) I'm going to finally confront my uh, inability to accept death, and I'm going to learn how to spell, all because Superman is my Jesus now. Oh, I, so, wow. okay, so also when I was a kid, another thing is that my mother would take me to these comic book stores, mm-hmm. but I was mega into the actual act of changing into Superman. Oh. So I needed that comic book to have one shirt ripping image depicted. Mm-hmm. And if it didn't, my mother bought me a Superman comic that did not have a change in it. And we got home and it didn't have a change <laughs> in it. I'm like, this is a waste this is a waste of a comic. What is this? <laughs> oh my god! So she would look through, and sometimes like you aren't really. Some people don't. Some stores don't want you looking through the comic. Yeah, sure. Um, so it was it was quite a chore. But there's something very primal about that transformation to me. That he goes from being one of us to being something extraordinary, and I think. That's another bit of it, right? Mm. That we all could have our little business suit on and then one day rip that off and take to the skies. It's like a fun 
fantasy to think about. How do you feel about Spider-Man then? I like Spider-Man. Okay. Spider-Man's more like he is us. Mm, and Superman's right. more we should aspire to be him. Got you. Mm. Okay. Spider-Man's like if we got those powers. Yeah. And Superman is like man, if I had powers, I wish I'd be more like him. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Well, thank you for this yeah. amazing thesis. <laughs> this will give us things to think about. Yeah. If, till the end yeah. of time. Yeah. This religion goes and, on forever. Uh, to anyone listening out there who thinks that you are the perfect unknown candidate to be the next Superman that can lead this change in the world, I want to see your audition tape. You know, send it to WeStandSocial at gmail.com. You know, who knows? Who knows what'll happen? Totally. And... You know, we're going to take another break and change mm-hmm. back into Ooh, okay. normal people okay. to play. Hang up the case. We'll come back with yeah. another game. Together. Okay, we are we back. We have changed out of our Superman and woman outfits, and we are back into our Clark Kent daywear. Okay, so you two know some stuff. <laughs> a little bit. Clark Kent Daywear. <laughs> Clark Kent Daywear is, is what he calls it. Thank you. I love that. That should be a fashion Daywear line. by Clark. It's funny you say Superwoman, mm-hmm. Lauren, because I I I wanna sag into yeah. our next game, which I'm calling Superman yes. from the Block. Now <laughs> I requested that we read uh, Mikey's five-star review, but I actually omitted some of it when okay. I read it earlier. And I'd like to revisit it. Uh, he says, my only memorable disagreement with the- was their assessment of J-Lo's mm. acting career. And then later he says, please reconsider J-Lo. <laughs> and what's interesting is I am now recording with the two people that I saw the movie Hustlers with in theaters when I saw it, of course, two times. Uh, I saw the movie with Lauren on my birthday at the Jersey City Newport Theater. Uh, we went to Cheesecake Factory beforehand. There was a lot of talking back to the screen. Pe- people were making their feelings known about the movie. I saw the film again with Michael at a SAG screening where JLo spoke oh. afterward. It was major. She looked amazing. She looked amazing. And they were both, they were both truly wild experiences. (laughs) I must say. (laughs) Uh, And there were some weird people at appropriate times, but there was a Q and a at the SAG one. And that always leads to chows, as I would say. (laughs) What Caitlin has not mentioned is that we (laughs) left the theater. Mm -hmm. And we're walking up 57th Street, and a guy just kept talking to us about the movie because he was an extra in the stripper scene. Okay. I forgot. It was awesome. It was awesome. You're like, cool. Thank you. (laughs) We're no longer in the building that we were all in. So we're all set. (laughs) But I think. We're no longer in the building that we were all in. Is truly the meanest write-off of all time. But with that, given that I know you were both experts at 
at what at least JLo considers her highest uh, mm-hmm. acting performance of all time. And with Mikey asking us to consider the JLo, I thought maybe we should discuss as a group what would a JLo Superman movie so, look like? Is she. Because she has never done, correct me if I'm wrong, any superhero no. movie. So are you pitching? She has stayed out of that lane. Are you lane pitching her as Superman? Well, that's what I'm going to ask. I'm going to, you know, defer to you guys. I think that's one okay. possibility. I also think she'd make a pretty cool Lois Lane. Yeah. So now Lois Lane's deal is she's a reporter. She's a reporter. She is tenacious. She is a bad speller. Very Lauren Brickman-like. Well, thank you. Um, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. what the breakdown says. A Lauren Brickman type <laughs> in the way that she is a bad speller. <laughs> she, um, she, like Superman, is uh, very uh, respectful of the truth. Mm-hmm. She doesn't give up, much like Superman. Uh, this nice. is why they're so good for each other. She was uh, insanely hot for Superman, but it's only once she gave up on Superman and decided to be hot for Clark mm. that Clark was like, let's do this. <gasps> okay. Wow. I like okay. So if we have J-Lo as mm-hmm. Lois Lane, but she, this is one thing we know about J-Lo, love her, hate her, or indifferent. She's not doing this movie unless she gets cast approval. Sure. As a producer. So who is she, does she want her Superman I, to be? Well, I'll let, I'll, I'll let the expert speak first, but then I have a wild pitch for what this movie could be. Uh, my pitch for uh, Superman in a film in which J-Lo is Lois Lane <laughs> is Joe Manganiello. <gasps> Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, okay. Would Sophia Vergara let that happen? That would be great. Would Sophia let it happen? Um, If Sophia has anything to do with the roles Joe can and can't take, then we got a real marital problem, in my opinion. I I think we do. We probably do. (laughs) I think think we probably do. I think we probably do. Um, I have a wild pitch, and I don't think. I don't think Please. Mikey's going to love this, but I, I can reconsider J-Lo all I want. But the writing's on the wall. J-Lo is J-Lo. So I'm going to tell you right now, if J-Lo finds out that a studio wants her in a Superman movie, day one, she's walking in and she's telling them she's not playing Lois Lane. She's going to play Superman, but she's going to make it very clear that marketing can't call it Superwoman. They're going to call this movie just Super. And she's the hero. Oh, and her God. Lois Lane, I'm going to throw this out there. It's gonna be friend of the podcast, rising star Jonathan Fernandez. Oh my god! And because he, he can, can bring, bring his own, own wardrobe. wardrobe, and he's got that like <laughs> kind of like Clark Kenty journalism dude vibe going in there. I don't know. I feel like, and I feel like J Lo is gonna cast a, uh, her love interest, you know, quite a bit younger than she is. And uh, this is this is what I think she's gonna do to the project. Would watch. Wow. And I would watch the fuck out of it and probably really have fun. Now, does now, okay. That, that, these are two great takes. This is what mm-hmm. I'm going to say. Does Lois Lane have like a gal in the office that's her uh, wisecracking best friend? She is Jimmy Olsen. Okay. Who is not a gal. Okay. Um, but could be. Well, because we're going to need yeah, a Leah Remini, Remini has to be in this film somewhere. <laughs> you know she's going to be there. Are they tight? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Best friends. Best friends. Oh, I knew this. That's why that that They're why that friends. movie Second Chance happened. Oh my god, I'm trying to think. Of second who Leah Remini. Would That's play. why Tom Cruise was nice to her back when they were Scientologists because they were always trying to lure yep. J Lo. That is such garbage, and I do not. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is truly scrumptious knowledge. Um, I think Leah Remini could play um, gossip columnist Cat Grant. At the oh, Daily Planet. Wow. Oh wow! Uh, I actually think she'd be a really good choice because I think that she would bring dimension to what I normally find to be a pretty one-dimensional character. I love this. I love that. She's like pretty. She's like kind of a sex, sexy woman, mm-hmm. a flirt, um, and she's super into Clark, and she's super bored by Superman. Yeah, which I think is a fun. Bernie would kill this. This is great. Also, what's fun about this is this gives us an opportunity for A-Rod to have a cameo. You know he's going to get a cameo in this movie. God. Why make a Superman movie unless you can have an A-Rod cameo? It's going to (laughs) happen. Do they have a fictionalized version of the Yankees in Metropolis? Uh, The the Metros, (gasps) I believe is the name. The Metropolis Metros. Oh wow! I'm pretty sure, and he could be like a former player turned like head coach or something, and have like a little bit of a, like a part in the story. Guys, I don't know why we're sharing this on air. <laughs> I'm more okay. Here's what I've been. We have to, This we've is to, like once again, we've come up with an idea that's too good to share in the podcast, and we should be saving this and writing this. This is my like what I've just needed to say since the beginning. I'm worried, and 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 Mikey, I don't know if we're doing justice to what you wanted as far as us reconsidering <laughs> JLo. My worry is this: she's gonna try to involve Affleck in this movie as bad. No, uh, <laughs> she. You know what? I think she loves to scratch the itch of what the exes are doing. She loves to be the boss. You know what she's gonna do? Here's here's a controversial opinion. Yeah. I think Ben Affleck was a good Batman. Interesting. Okay. I don't know enough to say. I mean, I think he's great. If he had a cameo I just think in that, this new Superman movie. I was gonna say Batman, I'd be all for it. He just can't take over the. It's damn not movie. gonna be about him. I think she'll just have a little Easter egg moment with him. It's about her having yeah. that day on set yeah. with him. It's not no, about the. He'll product. have like a a little tiny scene or like. You know, she's just kicked some ass or something, and and then she like runs inside to like do something, and he's sitting at a bar like having. They'll have like a dumb moment. She's gonna make all of her exes. She's gonna make Mark Anthony. Oh, he's having the hit like single of the summer. A nightclub singer. He's that's having in the one hit scene. single of the summer. His hit single, Super, and it's gonna be a. <laughs> oh. Now we're taking it into <laughs> she... like that, like go ninja, go ninja, <gasps> go. Vanilla Ice territory in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles sequel. Which we can't why it. can't we? It was so fun the first time. Well, J Lo can though. I mean, that's she will. I do think. I think you're right that she's going to try to get the song by Mark Anthony and then like the publishing rights to her yeah. children directly. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fine. It just can't mention superheroism. Yeah, we all know that it shouldn't. But is that going to stop her? Probably not. Well, then I'm not on board with this project. <laughs> I'm not greenlighting it anymore. I was greenlighting okay, it. Okay, okay. Well, maybe, I guess it okay, depends well. on, there's the version of this movie where she gets an executive producer credit and there's the version where she doesn't. I don't, this is my issue though with JLo. I don't think there any longer will ever be a movie she's in. Which she is the problem. Which is the problem. Because I, 
and that, that is I think, I what, I think with her you're so right Hartney like there would be a version of this where it's so good and it's her and Joe and we're all into it but she's gonna get attached to this movie and she's gonna get that executive producer credit and she's gonna she's not gonna let that happen and we're gonna have hit single super by Mark Anthony I mean I think <laughs> that she showed a lot of restraint in her executive producing of Hustler <sighs> I, I, I don't. I mean, I, I don't disagree. know about I, I disagree. What I mean is, she's not the star of that film. Does she know that? No. Though? That's, that's interesting. I think, though, that she can't have her character make too interesting of choices that, like, uh, would be negative, would be a clip of JLo doing something negative. Gotcha. Like, she's not going to. That character's not going to be a drug addict. That character's not going to hit somebody mm-hmm. abusively. Like she, she will always like kind of sanitize things for her character, and I think that's the problem. Well, then my other idea for her, which is to play uh, the hero slash villainous <gasps> Maxima, Ooh, well. is out. She's a woman from a planet Almerac who comes to Earth to make Superman the father of her child because he is genetically worthy. Wow. Yeah. I, I don't see her doing I that, know, even in a bummer. comic booky world. In a comic booky world, even, I don't think she, she does that. She so good in the outfit. That would be it's really crazy. cool. Well, yes. I would love to see her be a badass villain. She's beautiful. I think she's a good actress. I think yeah. she gets in her own way. Well, because I'm sure, I want to know how many times she's been like, approached about being in like some a, a project like this because i think one of the things is like the marvel universe and the dc world from what i understand like they don't like to give actors any like they're they're like no you're gonna do what we're, we oh, tell yeah. you to do and i'm sure she walked i'm sure she's walked away from an offer right to do two seasons oh, of shades of blue i mean that's a wild decision but it was a show where she i think got she got part she got a seat at the table i feel like she stopped like that's, yeah, her, that's thing. her thing. She won't. I. Fe- it seems to me she won't work on a project if she doesn't have a seat at the table making the big decisions. But that said, I don't necessarily think it's wrong in the Marvel mm-hmm. DC of it all because it's just like that. Just might not be her thing. It might not interest her. But it's just to me like Robert Redford directs movies and he also just acts in them yeah. sometimes. Right. And she can't. Honestly, she should direct. She should direct because she wants to be doing that, so just do she it. She should do it. <gasps> okay, cool. She said so at the talkback. She should do it. Then she should just direct Superman. Can I tell you a short, fun oh my God. story? Starring Market? Yes, of course. It's very short. It's very fun. Tell the story. My dad was flipping through channels, and he was like, that was me. <gasps> what? We were like, Dad, you're not on TV. He's like, no, that guy looked just like me. I got to go find the channel. He goes back to find the channel featuring the man who he thought looked just like him. No. The channel he meant was showing the film enough. <gasps> and the person he thought was him was Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> she has a short, short, uh, not particularly flattering haircut in that film. And he thought that he was her. Oh, and you're fought, and that's from 15 oh years ago. God. So that's a 35 year old woman. Yep. That's right. Your dad is north of 60. I'm Correct. gonna guess. 
Oh my god. Wait. White gonna, male. That's right. Oh my god. Latino woman. Correct. Yep, we just about shit ourselves. All of us, even my dad. Uh, one of the funniest moments of all of our life. This also opens the question to me, what has your father appeared in that he thinks might have casually been on? He's like, oh, I, for- I forgot to tell you guys. I, I did an arc on NCIS. I just I didn't know when it was airing. Yeah, especially because he knows how uh, hard I've been trying to crack into television. <laughs> Feels really rude. Yeah, yeah, he knows more than most people about how the sausage yeah. is yeah. made. It's rude to like book a role that you have a close up in. Yeah, like at least just do like a walk on. Yeah. where you're in a medium at best. But That's... to get a close up, Dad, you gotta you gotta tell me. I love that. That's crazy. <laughs> Wow. Incredible. That's a game we'll play in the television version of this show. Which one is Mr. Hartney and which one is Jennifer Lopez? (laughs) Hartney or Lopez? (laughs) People will get it wrong more often than you think. (laughs) That Grammy stress from the year 2000. Not my dad, it turns out. Hmm. Wow. You learn something new every day. I love this. Well, this has just been such a delight. This I, it's Total. so fun to talk to someone about something that they love, and I love I love that. This is just a d- wonderful. Um, if people are curious, does your blog still exist? Can people still find it? No, it doesn't. I, I, all the writing exists, but it's not. It's all private. Okay. Um, you know, I was a youngster, and no one needs to know all my thoughts. Yeah, I have an old Tumblr that I took down and then just like imported all of the the posts into WordPress. Maybe I'll read it one day. It's private. You yeah. can't find it. Yeah. But well, you're saving it for when you disturbing. publish your books. When you do your memoir. I mean, I definitely have a lot of writing. I wrote every day for, I don't know, 14 months or something. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's prolific. That's great. Yeah. Big project. <laughs> now inaccessible to anyone at all for now for now it's waiting for the right moment to reemerge. <laughs> you know uh well if people are want to stand you where can they find you these days where 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 on the world wide web can they find you you know you can follow me on twitter at michael hartney and you know you can follow me on the gram if you want to look at photographs of me for some reason at hartney michael amazing innovatively and we love yeah. it stands we have an exciting announcement you can also check him out on Sunday, June 7th, we're going live mm-hmm. on Instagram because, you know what, gosh darn it, we we were just not satisfied with the fact that CBS is airing a Grease sing-along instead of the Tonys, so we're hosting our own Tonys, uh, and you can... Yes, we will be watching the sing-along, we will be checking in on other alternate Tony programming, we will be yucking it up with the biggest stars of comedy, Broadway, and... Also, maybe Tim Dunn will be able to make his connection. We don't know. Our our man on the ground in Pennsylvania, will his internet work? We don't know, but tune in. Uh, I know. The answer will be (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. We're taking bets. bets. Uh, So stay tuned for that and follow us at We Stand Social on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook for all the updates about that. And guess what? Hot on the tails of the June 7th stream 
We're throwing Joshua Jackson a birthday party on June 11th, also live on Instagram. We are reaching out to his team. He does have an invitation. If he's going to show up, we don't know. Uh, But if you have a great tribute story anecdote about Joshua Jackson, we are collecting those from now until the 11th so that we can throw him the best digital birthday party around. So mark your calendar stands. We got a we got a we got a busy June ahead of us. A summer of Stan. A summer of Stan. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks, Michael. Thanks, Caitlin. And thank you all for listening. Michelle Gellar, Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan. The Backstreet Boys are all grown up with their 